all this bullshit again. This is all new shit for me as far as dealing with audio and video and doing it all by myself. So everybody bear with me. Everybody who's out there watching this as, as it's actually happening. Uh, we'll have all this taken care of here in just a second. But um, we'll go ahead and start all over again. Independence and freedom are often mistaken to be the same thing. I think they're two different things. Independence is your ability to chase a dream, to do what you want, as long as you pay the right fees. Follow the right rules. Follow the right guidelines. Allow yourself to have oversight. Freedom is the ability to walk out the door, wake up in the morning, and do what you want, when you want, how you want to. And that's what this show is about. We're going to be talking about what we want to talk about, how we want to fucking talk about it. I'm going to bring you the truth. I'm going to bring you facts. I'm going to bring you data. Some of it may rub you the wrong way. Some of it may be something you don't even want to hear about. But you can best believe I'm going to tell you the fucking truth about it. I'm going to tell you like it is. This is your host, Christopher Scott Renner. Thanks, everybody, for coming back and listening to what we have going on here. I know that this is all like a little bit of trial and error for everybody. If you're watching on uh, Facebook Live, uh, you can give StreamYard permission so that way you can leave comments or drop comments for me to actually be able to see and interact with everybody. Uh, But in the meantime, I've got a couple things that I'm setting up here. And uh, we'll try to get everything going here as best as we can. So, again, give StreamYard permission to leave comments below. If you're on Facebook, go ahead and leave all the comments that you want to on there. I'll try to get to them as soon as I possibly can. But going into this, I just want everybody to know or understand what it is that I'm actually trying to do uh, while um, doing these live broadcasts and also with the recorded podcast. Uh, that's going out there and it's reaching more and more people on the Facebook page and the group itself. We're actually having uh, in the past two weeks, I think the number was 8,470 some odd people that actually have looked at the page, seen the post and interacted with us or actually watched the show or listened to the podcast. And this week uh, we released uh, last week's episode as a new podcast and debuted at number four as an independent podcast. And it also uh, debuted as number 12 nationally, um, competing with some of the big shows like Tim, Tim Pool and Louder with Crowder and NPR News and CNN and uh, ABC World News on the Good Pods platform. If you're not a subscriber on Good Pods, I suggest that you go there and check it out and see what all that you can do. But all you have to do if you're watching this live is give StreamYard permission and they will allow you to leave comments and drop any notes or anything that you're thinking about the episode. Also on uh, the live Facebook feed, you can do it there. I'm doing that remotely, so I can't actually interact with anybody. Um, But if you can do it on the StreamYard platform, that's available there on the what uh, telling you like it is uh, Facebook page, uh, you can give a permission and you'll be able to tap right in live to the broadcast and leave any comments or notes for me that you want me to hear. But as we go into this, the whole reason for this podcast and all, all, everything that we're talking about with everything that we're doing is the focus on hashtag vote them all out 2022. If you write in that hashtag, you will immediately get linked to me. 
you'll get linked to the show, you'll get linked to the podcast, you'll get linked to the Facebook group, and you'll be able to follow anything and everything that we're talking about. And the whole premise of all of this is I don't care if it's a Republican or a Democrat. I can give a shit less about either one of the parties, okay? I think that everybody's loyalty that is given to either the Democratic or the Republican Party is very misguided and is very out of date, and it has nothing to do with what's currently going on with the world. We're all very entrenched in this two-party system, and that has to change. So if your primary or if your upcoming midterms in uh, November, which is 139 days away for everybody who doesn't know, if you're not aware of what's actually going on politically, all you have to do is just go and look at the incumbent and vote them out. If it's a Republican, vote for the Democrat. If it's a Democrat, vote for the Republican. If there's an independent running against the incumbent, vote them in. The reason for this is it is time for us to completely reset the chessboard. It's time for us to completely reset how the game is being played. There are too many politicians who are currently in the pocket of big pharma, big tech, oil. Obviously, that's a big subject for everybody right now with the national gas price averaging over $5 a gallon. Any of the big box stores, you know, that local neighborhood you know, Uncle Ted's fucking electronic store or whatever up the up the street or any local restaurant or local bar that got shut down during all of this over the past two years. Any politician who supported that or anybody who did not fight against it, if they received any payment from any of these big companies, if they supported putting your kid in a mask and not allowing them to go to their graduation at an outdoor event with all of this scientific data at hand right now. This isn't anything new, but anybody who allowed that to happen to any of their constituents, any of the people that they that voted for them, if they allowed anything like that whatsoever to actually happen, then you need to vote them the fuck out. Vote them all out 2022. It's a hashtag. Make sure that you put that in anytime that you're talking about anything political, anything that you comment on when everybody's talking about the cost of gas and it's not Biden's fault or if it is Biden's fault or if it's the oil company and them being greedy or whatever. Finish up your statement with hashtag vote them all out 2022. You'll find it on the homepage for telling you like it is. Um, here on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter and on YouTube now. Uh, so the show is going to be showing up on YouTube here in the next week. And also we're going to be uh, airing every Tuesday night on the Real Wise radio station, um, which is a digital radio station that's available online. You can subscribe to it. You can listen to it for free. Uh, the owner of that group is a friend of mine. Uh, Will uh, is a really good guy. I've known him for a few years, talked to him off and on, and I told him that I would come on and be a part of the broadcasting. I said, but you have to make sure that you give everybody a fucking disclaimer because I'm really raw, I'm really express, uh, explicit, I'm really aggressive, and I don't hold anything back. So some people may be offended by what it is that I'm getting ready to say, so you need to put a disclaimer on that. And he said, yeah, we probably will. So that's all fine and good. And going into all of this, I just, I just want everybody to know that I really appreciate everybody who tunes in live. 
I don't really expect anybody to set aside your regular TV watching or viewing habits to be able to watch me live. As long as you watch the replay or listen to the podcast, that's all the fuck that matters to me. But anybody who does tune in live, be sure to leave some comments or, or drop a, uh, any lines that you want to send to me. And I'll make sure that they do get responded to and, and I'll do the best I can uh, to entertain whatever it is that everybody is thinking about out there at the moment. But before we dive into the next subject here, I've got a special report. This is actually brought to us by the InfoWars Network. And this is uh, Greg Reese. The evidence of vaccine death and injuries is overwhelming to anyone capable of seeing past the mainstream media's hypnotic lies. The numbers tell us that the vaccines have already caused a 20% increase in deaths. Now we have a uh, run rate of about 20% excess mortality. That's confirmed by uh, the CDC numbers, the funeral home numbers, and the insurance company numbers. And that's somebody did an independent study I saw recently suggesting 20% is the number. So we're running at 20% excess deaths. And a 10% increase in disabilities. This is a stunning number. You're telling yeah. me that things been flat for five years of 29 million and all of a sudden out of the data, they got 3 million people are disabled out of nowhere. And now we are... Be what they're talking about right, right there is the average run rate per year of people who are on disability is give or take about 29 million people. And that's been the average year in and year out for the past five or plus years. And now all of a sudden, since the vaccines have started, it's spiked over 3 million extra. So we jumped from 29 to 32 million people on disability since the start of the vaccination program. Beginning to understand that this is just the beginning. Things are going to get much, much worse. Many of us have already seen the mysterious objects found in the vials of COVID vaccines by two separate independent groups using electron microscopy. We are also familiar with the rising number of strokes, heart attacks, and other side effects experienced worldwide after the biggest experimental vaccination in history. And now we are getting a first glimpse of what is causing all this. Something in the COVID vaccines seems to be growing within the recipient's vascular system. Anomalous objects are being discovered in the dead bodies of the vaccinated by embalmers and coroners. Horrific things being grown inside the veins and arteries. These are not blood clots, and they appear to be some sort of organic material with small crystals and extremely thin wires made up of what looks like reptilian scales. I have actually seen this done live on TV. I've seen it done live with a medical doctor and a medical director showing this under a microscope at 10,000 times power. And it looks like steel bands and tinsel wire. And this is what's pulled out of corpses. And then whenever you talk to different people, I, I have a friend of the family. I don't want to give away his name or anything here, but he does live here in Southern Indiana. And I saw him just a week or so ago, and he told me that he had several blood clots in his lungs. And the doctors did their procedure, dug up, you know, through and pulled all these out. And he showed me a picture of what the doctor pulled out on the tray 
of all the blood clots that were actually there. And there was no less than 17 of them. He said he had not only seen, never seen so many in one person, but he had not seen so many that were that large. And I asked him, I said, Charlie, if you don't mind me asking, did you get the vaccine? He said, yeah, I got both of them and I got both boosters. And I'm like, man, have you seen the reports coming out about these blood clots and everything, the people that have had all of the, the course of shots? And he said, yeah, I've seen some of it, but I don't want to read too much into it because I've had all of it and I don't want to freak out. And I'm like, yeah, man, I don't want to ask you anything else or anything extra than that. But this is getting ready to be very weird and very strange for a lot of people. If you're not used to or if you're not up to date or informed on what's going on on this front and seeing everything that Fauci has lied about and everything that the government, the CDC and the FDA, all of them have continued to lie about, including the WHO and them lying about um, the Chinese wet market bullshit, whatever it's just two blocks away from the Wuhan lab that actually does uh, actually does research and study on uh, coronavirus and gain of function study there. If you're not up to date on that or you just glossed over it and you're like, you know, hey, it is what it is or I got the shot if it saves one life or whatever. If you've gone about it like that with the wool pulled over your eyes and you're not paying attention to what's about to be happening next, it's about to get really fucked up and really super scary for a lot of people who have had the shots. And then they're going to use that against people like me who refuse to get the shots. Let's continue with this report. This internal blockage growing within the vaccinated would certainly explain all of the deadly side effects we are seeing today. What the mainstream media is currently spinning as sudden adult death syndrome. This is happening all over the world. It's happening to world-class athletes. It's happening to world-class soccer players, lacrosse players, rugby players, tennis players. They're dying while in action. Some of them even, even died on fucking TV. And we're all just supposed to be like, oh, okay, that just happens all the time, I guess. It's never happened before, but it's happening now. We do not know what these things are, but they are being found by embalmers and coroners everywhere, except pretty much all of them are too afraid to speak out or they don't care. Only one has shown the courage to speak out so far. And this is the real tragedy. For those who remain silent, things will not get better. The FDA is poised to authorize these deadly vaccines to children as young as six months old. And humanity does nothing. Today, we want to provide an update on a topic that I know many parents and grandparents are focused on. The potential for the first COVID-19 vaccines for kids under five. How many of you out there are actually really fucking excited to give your toddler an experimental vaccine. Are you really that excited about this? Are you part of the hysteria? Or are you just listening to what the news tells you? At some point, we all have to actually understand that the psychosis that's going on with all this or the 
mass hypnotism that's going on with all of this that you cannot continue to listen to this narrative that's going on and then buy into it and just automatically volunteer to give your child experimental fucking shots. I have too many friends, I have too many family members who would have their children got vaccinated in the hospital at the time of birth that later on come to find out they end up being autistic and then they look into all of these vaccination reports and come to find out that in the 1970s, it was a rate of one in 79,000 kids had autism. In the 1980s, it was one in 30,000. Go all the way till the 2000s is one in 10,000. Now you can go to South Korea, the most vaccinated place in the world, and they're talking about one in 350 kids are autistic. Fully vaccinated with everything you can fucking think of. And you're dealing with a one in 300 chance of your child being autistic. That can't just be coincidence. There's no such thing as coincidences. We have waited a long time for this moment. Well, guys, uh, here's some good news. The Biden administration has finally announced a vaccine rollout plan for children under five, and they've ordered 10 million doses. 10 million doses. You know how much money that turns into? In the past 18 months, Pfizer has generated an estimated profit line of $59 billion for this worldwide shot vaccination program to take place. A free shot that's generated $59 billion in profit. Everybody's bitching about gas and oil prices. Look at what Big Pharma's doing. That's great. Right now, kids are like, oh my gosh, we can finally meet up for drinks. As we speak, everyone in the lollipop industry is like, we're buying a yacht. Here we go. You get a lollipop, you get one. It's very exciting to hear a four-year-old scream. Facebook told me Bill Gates controls the vaccines. (laughs) Why should we deserve? They make jokes. For anybody who wants to be informed, anybody who wants to look beyond what the media is selling us, and then immediately after this segment, whenever he does his monologue, you know what the first fucking commercial was? A Pfizer commercial. Yeah, so you go ahead and make fun of people. Those of us who are actually looking into it and the truth keeps coming out. Those of us who refuse the vaccine instead of volunteering for it. While everybody else gets sick and drops dead around us. I don't want to say I told you so, but you should have fucking known better. ...anything other than pain and suffering if we do nothing to protect our own children. Once those afraid of speaking out begin seeing their coroner tables filled with dead children, it will be too late. But it's not too late now. If you are an embalmer, a coroner, or a funeral director, and you are seeing these things, there is still time to save the lives of our innocent children. You can start now by contacting Dr. Jane Ruby at ProtonMail.com. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Thanks a lot for that report, Greg. And for anybody who's watching right now, and maybe you're not aware, and maybe you don't watch, or maybe you're not a fan or whatever of InfoWars, or 
anybody else who strives to kind of tell you the fucking truth about things instead of being paid for to be a gimmick. Um, there's a lot of things going on right now that you should be paying attention to that everybody is glossing over because at this point in time, it's the news has become some sort of an entertainment segment, kind of like the January 6th hearings or in correlation to that, like Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. That's the reason they set the January 6th hearings up to be in a similar format. They did it in prime time. It's a made for prime time TV drama. And they're going to show you little excerpts of this, little excerpts of that. They've got hours upon hours upon hours of people's testimony, but they show you a 30-second clip that actually fits into the narrative if it's taken out of context. This is going on all around us all the time. I think one of the biggest things that that everybody needs to understand or or realize with this is this is a very golden opportunity for us in the next 139 days to be able to actually take the control back from these paid-for politicians and the paid-for corporate media to strip them back to basic and let them know we're not going to listen to your fucking bullshit anymore. We're not going to listen to lies. We're not going to be misled. We're not going to be told what to think. We're going to ask, why do you want us to think that way? And that's what viewers of this channel are for and what the listeners of this podcast are actually for is to be able to take that to heart and apply it. So, again, I welcome everybody back to Christopher Scott Rudder's Telling You Like It Is, or as I like to say, Chris gets drunk while he tells you the news. So before we get into the next segment, for everybody that's out there, drink along with me. We're going to have a shot of Fireball. Drink a Bud Light, smoke a cigarette. If you're able to, go ahead and smoke some fucking weed. Do whatever it is you need to do to get enlightened and listen to some actual facts coming to you from somebody who isn't bought and paid for. I'm going to tell you the truth, no matter what. And I will harp and harp on that, that you don't get told the truth by the mainstream media and the mainstream news programs that you're watching on the evening news, the morning news, the midday news, the evening world news report on CNN, MSNBC, all of these other fucking channels, even Fox. For anybody out there who thinks Fox always tells the truth, just so you know, in 2021, the Biden administration gave out $1.6 billion to the top six major news distribution outlets. That includes MSNBC, ABC, Fox, um, CNN, uh, and so on and so forth. The top six uh, news organizations out there, they gave out $1.6 billion to anybody. If you took the payment, you were agreeing to not speak negatively about the vaccine program. And that even includes Tucker Carlson for everybody out there. Who's a diehard fucking bow down to that guy. He even compromised himself and took payment. He may not have actually taken payment himself, but the people who wrote his check, they took payment and they said, no, you leave the vaccines alone. Talk about anything else you want to, but you can't talk about the vaccines. So speaking of that, And what the news will have you believe and what you're hearing about on a constant, regular basis, listen to this next. Are you aware of any studies that show reduction in hospitalization or death for children who take a booster? Right now, there's not enough data that has been accumulated, Senator Paul, to indicate that that's the case. 
the I believe that the recommendation that was made was based on the assumption that if you look at the morbidity and mortality of children within each of the age groups, you know, zero to five, five to eleven. So, so, there, so there, there are no studies, and Americans should all know this, there are no studies on children showing a reduction in hospitalization or death with taking a booster. The only studies that were permitted, the only studies that were presented were antibody studies. So they say, if we give you a booster, you make antibodies. Now, a lot of scientists would question whether or not that's proof of efficacy of a vaccine. If I give you 10, or if I give a patient 10 mRNA vaccines and they make protein each time, or they make antibody each time, is that proof that we should give 10 boosters, Dr. Fauci? Uh, no, I think that is somewhat of an absurd exaggeration. So that is the proof that you use. Your committees use that. That's the only proof you have to tell children to take a booster is that they make antibodies. So it's not right, an absurdity. Are, You're already no. at like five boosters for people. You've had, you know, two or three boosters. It's like, where is the proof? Now, I think there is yeah. probably some indication for older folks that have some risk factors. For younger folks, there's not. But here's the other yeah. thing. There are some risk factors for, for the vaccine. So the risk of myocarditis with a second dose for adolescent boys. Now, let me ask you something real quick. What if your husband or your wife or your son or your daughter, your uncle, your aunt, your grandma or grandpa, whatever. What if you were to simply ask them something like, did you go to the store today? And they were to start off with, well, I'd like to really thank you for that question. But if I did go to the store, it was only to look at what was actually available. And if I did buy something, it was simply to be able to just fill the pantry and the refrigerator with what people need. Motherfucker, I just need to know, did you go buy peanut butter or not? This guy can't answer a question straightforward to save his fucking life. And he's been doing this for the past two and a half years. And he's still allowed to parade around on fucking TV. It is ridiculous. It's beyond ridiculous that somebody is allowed to go on and not give one single straightforward fucking motherfucking answer to anything that he gets asked. He just dances around it, gives a whole bunch of platitudes, a whole bunch of analogies, but he doesn't answer any question directly. Boys, 12 to 24 is about 80 and a million. This is both from the CDC and from the Israeli study. It's also in the VAERS study, remarkably similar for boys, much higher from boys than girls and much higher than the background. The background's about two per million. So there is risk and there are risks. And you're telling everybody in America just blindly go out there because we made antibodies. So it is not an absurd corollary to say if you have 10. In fact, you probably make antibodies if you get 100 boosters, all right? That's not science. That's conjecture. And we should not be making public policy on it. What he's talking about right there is if you give somebody protein synthesis, which is what creates antibodies, that's what creates an antibiotic response in your body to fight off or create an immune system versus something that's invading your body, some sort of germ, some sort of microbe, whatever the case is. You're able to do this with all kinds of antibodies and, and different blood testings. And he's making an extreme, ridiculous example of it. And Fauci still will not answer any of it. It just continues on and on and on and on with this. And it's uh, basically 
getting to the point where it's ridiculous if you can even stomach or believe any of this fucking bullshit that these guys are telling you. As of yesterday, which was Sunday the 19th, the WHO published a report saying that we have to actually look at the possibility that the COVID virus was caused by a lab leak in Wuhan. That's what the WHO is now saying, which a year and a half ago, they're saying there's no fucking possibility. If you say that, you're a conspiracy theorist. You're a right-wing nut job. You're Alex Jones, whatever the case is. And they're going to do everything they can to deplatform you off of social media. Now they're actually saying it themselves and they're releasing it in reports and papers and doing studies on the possibility of it. So the difference between a conspiracy theory and reality basically at this particular point in time is about what? 18 months? What the fuck? We're not allowed to say what it is that we think. We're not allowed to actually look into something and have a discerning point of view or a critical view about something and give our own opinion of it. We're not supposed to have public discourse about this. We're not allowed to discuss any of this. Science as a basis is basically you're supposed to question everything. And like I tell everybody on the page there for telling you like it is, the two biggest questions in the world are who benefits from it, where does the money go, and why are you wanting me to believe what you're telling me? Do you benefit from it? If you benefit from it, then you're probably not telling me the truth. There's a narrative in place there. There's a narrative in play that somebody's making a profit off of if you want me to believe something in a particular kind of way. If I'm not allowed to do my own research, if I'm not allowed to find out my own facts and dig in and do some research and find something from the fringe edges, whether it's the right or the left or in the middle, these different doctors who don't want to be published or they don't want to be quoted, but they have done all of these studies and they've shown that mRNA shots are of no benefit. All they do is cause more harm. They actually evaporate and reset your um, immune system. This is something that's been known, known and known and known. That's the reason whenever Dr. Malone came out on Joe Rogan about six months ago and talked about mass hypnosis there uh, um, and uh, uh, talking about the mRNA shots resetting people's immune system and the fact that as the inventor of the motherfucking technology, he said it wasn't supposed to be used on children and it should only be used of those people who are actually infected with it trying to reset and recalibrate their immune system, but not to everybody preemptively. It wasn't made to do that. But the government, the FDA, the CDC, the NIH, the NIAH, which is all run by Dr. Fauci, mind you, there's been hundreds of millions of dollars that have been funneled through that entire program, all of which he has pocketed pieces of it. He's taken $20 here, $1,000 there, $20,000 here on all of these different programs and all of these different organizations that he has provided funding to, to the tune of, of the past 10 years, $1.3 billion he's actually handed out to people. You think that there's not some sort of payoff at the end of the road whenever you're dealing with that kind of money and that's just the funding he's done with the NIH that has nothing to do with the FDA or the CDC 
the new head of the CDC, which nobody is talking about right now, is the person who basically railroaded the approval and told everybody it was safe to use Oxycontin with kids. This is the motherfucker who's the head of the CDC right now. And you're supposed to look past all of that. You're not supposed to pay any attention to it. You're not supposed to pay any credence to it. And you're supposed to just take it blindly with what the news fucking tells you. Like a dumb fucking whore with a bunch of balls in your face. What the fuck is wrong with you? You got to think a little bit more critically about this. You cannot just take it at face value when as soon as they get done with their little special report, the first commercial is a commercial from Pfizer or Moderna or Exxon. Do you think those oil prices you're paying right now don't have anything to do with the commercialization, the payoffs that are going to the media companies, the media conglomerates, the reporters that are actually saying what they're saying? If there's a payoff at the end of it, if you're getting paid by a big company, how can you possibly speak out against that big company? How can you have a critical point of view? I've got something I've been doing some studying on for the past couple of weeks. I'm going to read that next. This is a special report, but before we do that, let's talk about this. Question for you. The NIH continues to refuse to voluntarily divulge the names of scientists who receive royalties and from which companies. Over the period of time from 2010 to 2016, 27,000 royalty payments were paid to 1,800 NIH employees. We know that. That's just at the NIH. That's not including the NIAH, FDA, CDC, to the WHO. Not because you told us, but because we forced you to tell us through the Freedom of Information Act. Over $193 million was given to these 18 employee, 1,800 employees. Can you tell me that you have not received a royalty from any entity that you ever oversaw the distribution of money in research grants? Um, well, first of all, let's talk about royalties. That's the question. No. Um, first of all, like I said, like if your significant other, if your wife or your husband or your child, your son or your daughter, your grandma or grandpa, if this is how they answered all the questions, sooner or later, wouldn't you have to be like, stop fucking lying to me. Just tell me the truth. Why are you dressing everything up with all this bullshit? Just answer yes or no. Did you receive royalties? Yes, I did. Okay, cool. So you were actually paid to have these opinions. But no, he can't do that. He's been doing it for the past, past two years. And it's been going on at a national and world level. Now that's the question. Have you ever overseen, have you ever received a royalty payment from a company that you later oversaw money going to that company? You know, I don't know is a fact, but I doubt it. I well, mean, well, here's the thing is, why don't you let us know? Because the Freedom of Information Act report that Senator Paul is actually talking about, they have actually redacted all of the information that shows how much was paid and from who to whom. 
there's over 3,000 pages in this Freedom of Information Act, and out of the 3,000 pages, over 300,000 lines were redacted, so you cannot get specific information from it. Why don't you reveal how much you've gotten and from what entities? The NIH refuses. Look, we ask them. We ask them. The NIH, we ask them whether or not, who got it, and how much. They refuse to tell us. They sent it redacted. Here's what I want to know. It's not just about you. Everybody on the vaccine committee, have any of them ever received money from the people who make vaccines? Can you tell them that? Can you tell me if anybody on the vaccine approval committees ever received any money from me answer a question? Soundbite number one, are you going to let me answer a question? Okay, so let me give you some information. First of all, according to the regulations, people who receive royalties are not required to divulge them. There's the big answer. He just told you everything you need to know. According to the regulations, people who receive royalties are not obligated to divulge that information. Replay it, rewind it, do whatever the fuck you want to. That's what he just said. And we're supposed to trust this little gremlin, huh? Even on their financial statement, according to the Bayh-Dole Act. So let me give you some examples. From 2015 to 2020, I the only royalties I have was my lab and I made a monoclonal antibody for use in vitro reagent that had nothing to do with patients. And during that period of time, my royalties ranged from $21 a year to $7,700 a year, and the average per year this is one study of which the NIH oversees an average of 28000 per year in the time that he's talking about. But he won't talk about that. Now, let's just say your average is just $20 per at 28000 over the past five years. That's almost $4 million, people. He's only using this as one example because it's the low end. And it's what they did not redact in the Freedom of Information Act. This is the $1 amount they allowed to come through. Was $191.46. It's all all redacted and you can't get any information on the 18 scientists. Here we come in with the... uh, head of this uh, council coming in and squashing Rand Paul. He's been very aggressive with Fauci. I'll give him credit for that. At the same time, he's not very aggressive in standing up for a lot of other things whenever you're dealing with oil and gun control and uh, Roe versus Wade, talking about all of that. There's a lot of different subjects that he's kind of soft on the underbelly with but at the same time he will attack Fauci every time he gets a chance so I give him a lot of credit for that but back to the original premise of what our show is about what it is that we're talking about whatever we're telling you like it is this network under the what's your effing binge uh, uh, media network banner and myself as a host what it is that we're actually talking about currently And this is the reason the vote them all out 
2022 is such a big deal right now. Again, I'm going to say this, that it doesn't matter if it's a Republican, vote them out for a Democrat. If it's a Democrat, vote them out for a Republican. Completely flip the whole fucking board. If there's an independent or a libertarian that's involved in there, cast your vote aside and vote for one of them, a central figure. Somebody who's in the middle of everything or presents themselves that way, as long as you're voting out the incumbent, anybody who's been in office for more than two terms, it is time to get rid of them all. We're not allowed to have a president serve for more than two terms. No matter how great everybody thought Uncle Ronnie was, couldn't be there for more than two terms. Of course, he went into complete dementia, so we wouldn't want to have him as a president the third time. Same thing with Clinton. Same thing with Bush. Same thing with Obama. Going back to the end of the day. <clears throat> dealing with Kennedy and Eisenhower. Dealing with Nixon. All of that. Nothing more than two terms was has been allowed. Has not been allowed. Has not been in place. There was actually an amendment put in place to make sure that nobody would have that much power. Why is it that we allow all these senators and congressmen to accumulate all of this power and be in position to be able to actually do all of this? You've got Nancy Pelosi, who's been in office since Kennedy was a president. Biden has been in office since Nixon was a president. So on and so forth. There's a lot of different examples with this. So here's something that I put together. Had a little help uh, from somebody at uh, the InfoWars Network, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, ooh. Yeah, well, <clears throat> hate to tell you this, but Alex Jones has been right about a whole lot of fucking shit. He's been right more often than he's been wrong. I've had help from them putting this together. And before I get into it again, Christopher S. Rutter is telling me like it is, or as like we like to call it around here. Well, actually, my wife likes to call it. Chris is telling you how the world's going to end today. <laughs> but Chris is getting drunk while he tells you the news. The two-party system we have today is a result of the Civil War. The Republican Party stood to abolish slavery. Yeah, Lincoln. He was a Republican. And the Democratic Party stood to abolish the Republic. Remember, they wanted to secede from the North. I'm a lifelong Southerner, but this is still the truth. For years after the Civil War, the Democratic Party created the Ku Klux Klan. They killed black political leaders kidnapped heads of families and leaders of churches and community groups. In 1870, John Stevens, a Republican state senator who advocated the rights of African Americans, was murdered in Caswell County's courthouse by the KKK as part of a terror campaign being carried out by the Democratic Party. By the end of the century, the Democratic Party helped foster several radical pro-communist groups such as the National Labor Union, the Revolutionary Socialist Labor Party, and the Social Democratic Party. These are all communist and socialist groups, all led by the Democratic Party. In the 1900s, the Democratic Party's 
new radical left began killing members of law enforcement and government officials in several major U.S. cities, which culminated in 1920 when the U.S. Attorney General Alexander Mitchell Palmer ordered a series of raids that targeted these leftist organizations. By the 1940s, the Democratic Party had to go underground with their communist, Marxist, socialism plans to overthrow America. But this didn't last long. The leftist media soon labeled this pro-American movement as McCarthyism and betrayed it as un-American. During the early 1970s, with the support of pop culture media, the Democratic Party's Weather Underground that Obama was a member of started riots, murdering police, and bombed government buildings, including the United States Capitol Building in Washington, D.C. And today, the Democratic Party's anti-American crusade has grown into an unstoppable force with the support of Hollywood, the big banks, legacy media, corporations, and private think tanks, as well as the majority of the Republican Party. These are the rhinos that we consider today, Republicans in name only. Today, Democratic Party's radical BLM and Antifa are able to murder Americans with impunity and burn down cities, while law enforcement defends them and the average American supports them. What we are witnessing today is the final act of the destruction of the individual liberty, natural law, and the Bill of Rights. And what follows will be a tyranny unlike anything we have ever seen in modern history. Because the average American no longer cares about freedom. Today's liberal Democrats are all on board for wars for profit and exploiting the most innocent, our children. The American people have become fat and lazy and easily manipulated with swollen egos propped up from past accomplishments of her fathers and grandfathers. Incapable of seeing even the most minute flaw in their own character, the average American has become so dumbed down that all the enemy has to do is lie. No matter how opposite of reality the lie is, Americans believe it. This is the gaslighting of America that has been going on for the past two decades. Weapons of mass destruction. The New York Times, the New York Post, the LA Times, Time Magazine, the largest networks, CNN, MSNBC, CNBC, ABC World News Tonight. They all propped up and proliferated the war against weapons of mass destruction and then come to find out was totally false. No such fucking thing. Some of us would gladly die for freedom. Thousands upon thousands already have. Unfortunately, most will do nothing but comply. If you're listening to the media, if you're listening to the news, and you're taking it in, piece by piece and you're taking it to heart and you immediately go to social media accounts and you immediately regurgitate and repeat and automatically defend what it is that they say whenever you're dealing with pro-American groups 
I guarantee it. Not only should you be ashamed of yourself, but your fucking grandfather is ashamed of you. as far as like how much time we've actually spent with all this but I do want to say one thing here before we actually go keep in mind that all of this is going to be converted to audio and it's going to be on the podcast later and I'm trying to figure out the best way to be able to do the Facebook live version as well as having this post with StreamYard to YouTube and to Twitter and to Instagram I'm just an old guy with a whole bunch of fucking fucked up views on things. I don't take anybody's word on anything. I have learned not to do that. I believe that you're supposed to ask who and how, what, where, and why. And for those of you who do not believe in following those five tenets of basic journalism, develop a critical mindset. Develop a way of thinking to be able to get yourself to follow the fucking money to the rich fucking fat white guy and then ask yourself why are we being told to follow what they're thinking? You think that really has anything to do with you? You think they're really doing anything to fucking benefit you? Have you not learned from history? I don't know. I do the best I can with this. I'm learning different things as we go. I'm a little bit twitchy. You know, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, the best thing I can tell you is, is I'm not going to take anything that the news tells us and report it to you without asking who, how, where, when, and why. And if those five things don't add up, then I'm going to really start digging into why. Why are you wanting us to think this? Why are you wanting us to believe this? Why are you wanting this to become uh, public policy? Why are you wanting to put my grandchildren in a mask? That's the first fucking question, you fucking cocksuckers. Why are you wanting to shut down all the places that all my friends work at? Why are you wanting to make it next to impossible for me to get a job unless I take a shot, an experimental vaccine that hasn't even been fucking approved or tested all the way? Why is somebody who is so qualified as myself to actually go into a call center for the evil empire, the company that owns CNN and Time Warner, Why is it almost impossible for me to go get a job because I refuse to get the vaccine because I don't have any underlying conditions? I've had COVID. I have the antibodies. Why am I not allowed to come in and just get a job and start training and go about my fucking business? Why is that? I'll tell you why. 
there's too much fucking money in the vaccine for the companies who are tied into it. And companies are tied into it by a myriad of ways. Stockholder options, CEO control, board control, board of directors control, public opinion to sway the stock one way or the other. All of these things play in. And for anybody who isn't smart enough to actually look at it that way, then go ahead and fucking just bury your head up your fucking ass or in the sand, whichever way it comes out. And continue to bow down to these cocksuckers. I won't. And the funny thing is, is while I'm waiting to take this job with the quote unquote evil empire, I'm dealing with a public facing job. I work in a liquor store. While I'm jumping through all of these hoops, going and doing physicals, getting a medical exemption form, all of this shit fucking done. While I'm doing all of this, everybody that I deal with on a daily basis, the average person who lives here in southern Indiana, who lives in the county and the community around me, there is a one person who thinks that all of this is necessary. I haven't talked to anybody. Once a week, I see somebody walk into the, to the store with a mask on. I'm like, you don't have to wear that here. And they pull it down to talk to me. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. So you're a fucking idiot. All right, cool. Go ahead. Carry on about your day. Do what you got to do. But in the meantime, the other 99.99999% of the people walk in, walk out, talk, carry on, have a conversation. They think the oil prices are crazy, the gas prices are crazy, the mandates are fucking crazy, businesses being shut down are crazy, people being laid off are crazy. They think all of this is crazy. And that's the way the public has dealt with me for the past two years. Everybody that I talk to, while I've been doing this show, and I never tell anybody that I have this kind of show, I just engage them in regular everyday conversation. And they all say, this is fucking stupid. It's ridiculous. That people think this and buy into this and support this. Nobody actually does. That's the crazy thing. I appreciate everybody being on. Everybody who's watched the show. Again, like I say every single time, I don't care if you actually watch this show live. If you're watching on Facebook Live, that's cool. Leave comments. If you're watching on the StreamYard presentation, that's cool. Leave comments. I don't care about any of that. It's the total people who actually watch it after the fact. Over the past two weeks, the Telling You Like It Is website and Facebook page and the uh, podcast uh, posts and pages, we've had almost 10,000 viewers and people who have seen the videos. So I know people are interested in hearing this. You can't tell it while we're doing it live, and that's fine. I don't pay for media advertising. I don't pay for media broadcasting. So you watching it live is not a big deal to me. Watch it on the replay and leave your comments after the fact. And whatever comments you leave based on this show, I will talk about next time. I'll try to bring clips in. I'll try to bring comments in. I'll try to bring a discernible view on this. And all while I'm doing it, I'm probably going to get halfway fucking drunk. So for the next live show, which is next Monday on the 27th, 
everybody bring a couple shots with you, bring some beers with you. And every time I talk about the new world order, the world economic forum or Klaus Schwab or Fauci or the NIH or the CDC or the FDA, take a fucking shot. It's a drinking game now. So let's see who wants to play along with me. So until next time, don't get any on you. And don't forget your squeegee.